Today's podcast is sponsored by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so you can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and many more, and you can make money from your podcasts. It's everything you need to do to make a podcast in one place. So if you're interested, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So that was the start of, of how we started presenting this to our members. It got them intrigued. I remember the first guy, when I was finished speaking, came rushing up to the podium and uh, you know, there's a thousand plus people in the room. And he says, I want to be the first person to shake your hand before somebody bites it off. This is Mark P. Fisher, Chief Encourager with Inspiring Growth, where we inspire growth with leaders and their organizations. Well, that's John Ashman, president of the CityGate Network, as he began to introduce the scary task of rebranding a hundred-year-old organization. This is part two of my conversation with John, brought to you by Cause Inspired Media. If you run a nonprofit, or as I like to say, it runs you, Cause Inspired Media can help you get and manage up to $10,000 a month of free Google advertising to drive traffic to your website. If you mention our podcast, you'll receive a full month of services free. So just go to causeinspiredmedia.com and fill out their interest form at the bottom of their page. Now, the first podcast with John Ashman was all about radical hospitality. Today, we'll explore the why and how he led his association through a radical rebranding. Take a listen. Okay, John. So you're leading a large organization, has a national influence, but obviously you sat in this chair for a few years and you noticed key indicators that were happening within your organization that led you to believe it's time to rebrand. It's time to put on a new face. It's time to cast a new vision. Talk about those key indicators and then let's talk about the steps you took in rebranding. Well, Mark, there are three primary indicators. The, the first one is the name was really hard to communicate what we did. The Association of Gospel Rescue Mission, 13 syllables for a name. Most people don't even bother to say that. And they just would say AGRM. Well, that's wonderful if you're on the inside, and you know what that is. But I don't talk to somebody on the plane and say I'm with AGRM because they have no idea what that is. Unless you're IBM or an organization with the initials are known, then that doesn't do anything for you. And then worse yet, some people take the AGRM and make it a word, like I'm with Agrum, which to me sounds more like has to do with agriculture than rescue. And so that was an issue there. And then some of the some of the words in that were problematic as well. Like rescue is a word that's getting a lot of pushback from millennials. They say, I don't want to be seen as a superhero flying in with my cape fluttering in the breeze to pluck somebody out of their poverty and fix them. I want to be seen as journeying with them. And working both of us in brokenness to get to a point where we're whole together. So the, the name, the nomenclature was an issue going forward. We had to fix that. The second indicator was that we weren't seeing any new major growth. Incremental growth from small organizations coming in wanting to be part of what we were doing. But think about it. There are no large rescue missions coming online. You know, these places like the Bowery Mission, the LA Mission, Pacific Garden Mission, the Denver Rescue Mission, 
they've been around for decades and decades, some centuries, or at least a full century. And you can't do that anymore with the politics and the zoning and the funding models that are needed to get something started. So we had to do something very different that opened the gate a little bit for more people to come in. And then the third indicator for us was the wrong focus that the name Association of Gospel Rescue Mission presented, because it brought back that whole idea of we're about three hots in a cot. When you think about the elevator speech that somebody has, it's about, uh, well, let me tell you, we run a shelter. We provide this many nights of lodging. Or if, if you're being introduced at Kiwanis, you're talked about because of the sheltering or the feeding you do. When the news comes to interview you, it's code blue here and folks are freezing outside. Look at all the folks going into Valley Rescue Mission tonight. And, and all of those things are wonderful, but that's the front door. That gets people in the door, figuratively speaking, to this whole process called life transformation. So the rebranding came back to those three indicators that said it was time to do something and do it right away. Okay, now talk about how you took a huge organization with all these stakeholders all over the country, a board of directors, employees who are used to this phrase, Association of Gospel Rescue Missions, or AGRM, to come to a place where you would now say, nope, we're going to be CityGate Network. Talk about the process and talk about how you were able to do that in a way where 88% of members said this was a good thing. Well, number one, for an organization, nonprofit particularly, you have to get your key stakeholders involved. For me, it was my board of directors. So we started talking about this with the board three years prior. It wasn't like I sprung it on them at one meeting and said, we're going to look at rebranding. We talked about it at length and said, maybe this is something we should start studying. And so I brought it to them every year at a key meeting just to, to talk through the process and what it would look like. And then we finally got to the point where we said, yes, this is what we'll do. And we rehearsed where we wanted to go and talked about what this new vision would look like. I treated them as if they were a member and gave them a major presentation at a board meeting in Edmonton. And, and they said, I think this makes a lot of sense for us. And so at our annual convention in June of 2017, I presented it in a 50-minute plenary session address to our members and, and talked about what if. And one of the things that I said, Mark, if you can visualize this, said in April of that year, I crossed something off my bucket list. I, I spoke at an event at the London City Mission in London, England, then got on a train, went down to Portsmouth. And in Portsmouth, I got off the train, got on a boat, and the next morning, woke up on the shores of Normandy. And I walked the D-Day at beaches and looked at all the relics and all the museum. And one picture there got my interest. And it was a picture that the, the Germans actually saw when they looked out of the pillboxes on the morning of June 6, 1944, when the, when the fog drifted away, they looked out and on the English Channel, they saw the largest armada ever put together coming to take back Europe from the Nazis. Boats on the horizon, as far as, as, far as you can see, left and right. And to me, it just suddenly hit me. You know, that is the sea of social injustice in North America. And every one of those boats, large and small, is an organization that wants to do something about it. The only problem is that in our world, we're fighting on different battle plans. And sometimes we even shoot at each other. And we had to do something about it. And it, it would take a large scale effort of collaboration if we're really going to make a dent with these issues of hunger, homelessness, abuse 
and addiction. So that was the start of, of how we started presenting this to our members. It got him intrigued. I remember the first guy, when I was finished speaking, came rushing up to the podium and uh, you know, there's a thousand plus people in the room. And he says, I want to be the first person to shake your hand before somebody bites it off. And <laughs> But one at a time, people started saying, you know, this makes sense because I'm saying things like, there are a lot of people out there who want our resources. I was speaking at this event and and sat down and, and one of the people across from me at this table with a lot of nonprofit organizations present said, this thing that you're talking about, and I mentioned one of our resources, can I get a copy of that? And I said, yeah, what do you do? He says, well, I work with an organization with men who have just gotten out of prison. And you know, the reincarceration rate is very high unless these men have a place to land and can get their schooling back in shape and work on their resume and get a job and get into the right circles. And I'm thinking, yeah, every single one of our missions does this. But this millennial who's running this organization for men who have got out of prison would never join anything called the Association of Gospel Rescue Missions because that doesn't fit him. Almost on cue, the lady sitting beside him, actually probably a gal in her 20s, said, can I get a copy as well? And I said, well, yeah, sure. What do you do? Just curious. She said, kind of what he does, but I work with women who have had children out of, out of wedlock, and we, are, we work with them to kind of help them rebuild their relationship with their parents and help them with a cottage industry and postnatal care, of course. And, and I'm thinking every single one of our missions who works with women and children in their women and children's centers does the same thing, but they would, she would never join something called the Association of Gospel Rescue Mission. I'm saying there are so many people out there that need to be on the same battle plan, generally speaking, of how we're doing it. Number one, we can start eliminating the overlap of services because there are a lot of ministries doing the exact same thing that somebody else is doing three or four blocks down the street and they don't talk to each other enough to know, you know, you're doing a better job of that than we are. We'll stop doing that and point people to you. And then we'll start doing this that you're doing and not struggling with, and we can become coordinated. So the whole, whole idea in part of this is a coordinated effort. Hey, thanks for listening to the Inspiring Growth Podcast. I want to tell you about Cause Inspired Media. And the reason is simple. They help me produce results for my clients. And the way they do that is through a very, very quietly told story called Google Ad Grants. Google Ad Grants are a way for nonprofits to get up to $10,000 worth of free advertising every single month to drive traffic to your website. And I'll tell you about one of my clients, which is the same kind of different as me foundation. It's the 911 to help raise money and awareness for homeless shelters across America. And when I uh, was helping, beginning to help, uh, same kind of different as me. I was trying desperately to do get Google ads and Facebook ads, just trying to bring awareness to the foundation. And it was hard. And I didn't understand all the pieces and puzzles. And then I discovered Google Grants. And I tried to do the Google Grants myself. And my team tried to do that. And it was complicated. And Google was constantly changing the rules. So then I hired Cause Inspired Media. And I want to tell you, I'm looking at my monthly report from Cause Inspired Media. And in the last month alone, we've had 43,000 impressions, free advertising that has been worth $9,500 in one month. And we've had 3,367 people click into the website. And what does that mean for the nonprofit, for the Same Kind Foundation? That means almost 1,600 people found safe 
shelter who are struggling with homelessness as a result because they went in and they typed in homeless shelter near me and that's one of the key words in the ads that we've created in the same kind of different as me google ad grants so if you run a nonprofit, or as i like to say it's running you and you'd like to take advantage well first of all you have to see if you qualify so go to causeinspiredmedia.com. Be sure you tell them you heard it, this from Mark Fisher on Inspiring Growth Podcast, and you'll get your first month of services free because they do charge $389 a month for you to be able to get $10,000 worth of advertising. So there's no magic there, but they run all of the ad campaigns and they monitor them and they write them and they help you do what you need to do so that you can focus on your mission. Again, Cause Inspired Media, a great partner with Inspiring Growth, causeinspiredmedia.com. Check them out. And so describe the origin of the metaphor CityGate Network. So after I made the presentation in Dallas, the next thing we did is got a blue ribbon panel together, people who were members and part of the association and, and started asking them questions. And we're talking about younger, older, east, west, north, south, folks from traditional missions, some with new avant-garde ideas. And, and we brought them in on every idea we had to see how does this play? What are you thinking? One of the things we knew would be difficult is when you take a faith-based organization that has the word gospel in its name and has rescue in its name and mission, of course, in its name, and you eliminate them, there are a lot of people with trauma are you no longer gospel? And, and do we no longer run missions? And is rescue something we're not going to do? And we explained all of those things in the videos. I then followed up with a paper called The Theology of Rebranding, which really underscored the purpose, but why this was a wonderful thing. You know, Jesus changed the names of people. He, he looked at Simon and said, I have a different purpose for you, and I'm going to give you a new name to go with it. All through scripture, you see names being changed as people had new purposes. Saul became Paul. You know, those things happen throughout scripture. And it says, this is a new day. I'm a new person. So that's what we did. And for those people who are really concerned, we developed something we called our heritage keystone. Every time you see the logo opposite that, you know, on the left side of our stationery would be the the new logo, CityGate Network. On the right side is our heritage keystone. On our website, you see it. On the back of my business card, it's there. And what does the Heritage Keystone say? The Heritage Keystone says, welcoming desperate and destitute people into gospel-powered life transformation since 1906. So once you began to get folks understanding the need for the change, how did you come up with the name and why did that matter? To me, the city gate was the best metaphor for who we really are. Throughout scripture, you hear the term city gate, you know, Abraham and Lot set in the city gate and welcome the stranger. Notice it says they said in the city gate, not at the city gate. This wasn't just a doorway in those days. The city gate was the area between an inner wall and an outer wall, usually a large courtyard. And in the city gate, you had the heartbeat, the pulse of, of the city taking place because as soon as you crossed over the threshold into the city gate, you could stop running. It was a place of safety. As soon as you crossed over into the city gate, you could look around to see what services were available. Water for a parched throat, food for an empty stomach, bandages for a blistered foot. Court was held there. Resolution for, for the issues were, were taken care of in the city gate. City leaders sat there and, and helped with advice. 
all of these things were provided in the city gate. Well, a lot of people say, well, isn't the isn't the church the city gate? Shouldn't that be? And I say, well, it should be. But these days, frankly, you go to a lot of urban areas and the churches are padlocked until 10 of 11 on a Sunday morning. Or people say, you go to that church and the family will never talk to you again. Well, others could say, isn't the government the city gate? That's true also in many places, but not always because you're told if you go to the government, they'll take your kids away or you may be on the next plane to Mexico City. So people shy away from that. And, and we're saying, well, where can they go for that safety for those services to find out who in this city speaks my language? You know, where, where are the opportunities? And we're saying it's the missions. It's the missions and kindred ministries that are doing these things. And we need a network of them from coast to coast that can be the first place people go. The thematic tagline that we have with CityGate Network is enter here, start anew. And that talks about the spiritual rebirth that can happen because all of our missions understand the fact that the Bible comes with a reset button. Life comes with a reset. Because all of our missions understand that life comes with a reset button. The Bible says so. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things are passed away. Everything can become new. So when you enter the city gate, and you're saying, I need to start anew. We say, here's how you can do it in a way that will last. I think in any organization, it can become stale or you can be thinking about old ways and just sort of hitting the copy and paste mentality in an organization. Talk about some organizations that are, are innovative, who are creating change, life transformation in their cities. Well, I like to talk about Dan Rogers and what he's doing at Cherry Street Mission in Toledo, Ohio. He's someone who has taken the whole equation and stood it on its head come into Cherry Street, instead of wandering in and saying, can I get something to eat? And they're saying, yes, uh, go into the chapel and wait, and somebody will be speaking to you in a moment, and and then we'll open the door and everybody can give in and get something to eat. And then perhaps if it's we have the room, you can have a place to stay, all that. You walk in there and you ask if you can get something to eat. And they say, welcome, come on over and let's find out who you are. And you're standing there across from someone, they ask you your name and get a little bit of information. And then they ask you to look into a camera and they take your picture, and within 90 seconds, there's a card, the size of a credit card, that has your photo ID, it has a barcode for you, and, and information about you. And that's top-loaded with a week's worth of services. So you can turn around and go into their cafe, and you can get breakfast with that card. And you can get toast and coffee for two points, you can toast coffee and eggs and four points, or whatever it is. And if you want a place to stay, you can use that card again. And people say, this is wonderful, but how do I get more points? Well, you then have to invest value into your life and it shows up on your card. It's all cloud-based. And so when you go and do a life assessment and we find out more information about you, more in depth, they'll, they'll load more points onto your card. And then you find out you have options to take classes. And so you can take a call center training school class and in, in the nine weeks, you could actually be making $15 an hour. Of course, you have to stay clean and sober and all of that. But they are bringing colleges in, and this collaboration idea is really coming together here. You can actually learn to weld at this place. And so people say, well, that's, isn't that actually making them pay for this? Well, yes, it's like that's how life works. And you can get value by what you invest into your life. And so this idea is really catching on, and I think you're going to see a lot more of this in the days ahead. Hey, thanks, John, for sharing your story of navigating a radical rebranding. 
Hey, two things before you go. I'd love to hear from you. At the bottom of the show notes on your podcast, you can record a message for me. I might even play it on a future Inspiring Growth podcast. So here's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for your suggestions for future podcasts or feedback about what you love or maybe ideas to help me get better. Maybe you have a question you wish I had asked a previous guest. I may bring them back. Or maybe just do your best impersonation of our podcast, something funny, I don't know. So just look for the send a voicemail message button in your show notes at the bottom of the podcast. And if you'd like to show some more love, please become an Inspiring Growth Partner. How? Well, click on the show notes button and click on the support the podcast. It's super easy to begin as a monthly supporter for as little as 99 cents a month. I mean, you can do more, but it's super easy. This helps cover our costs, like the most excellent editing of our podcast by Dylan Garvin with his company, Studio D Podcast Productions. Oh, by the way, if you love that super sick intro music, check out the folks at Punch Deck. That song is called Coalescence. They've got a YouTube channel. Check them out wherever you listen to music. Punch Deck. Listen, thanks for listening to Inspiring Growth. I'm Mark B. Fisher, and remember, our best connections with others happen when we're kind, present, and ask good questions. 